Hello, everyone. I'm Colin Tesla of Wrestling.com, joined by John Clark tonight to talk about WWE NXT. John, how are you doing? I am doing pretty good. How are you doing? I'm good. Uh, obviously, the, the end of an era tonight. We'll talk all about that. And uh, yeah, if this was the en- if this was the end of the era uh, that we of the NXT that we we have come to know and love, it was a good show. I, I enjoyed. I enjoyed it pretty much top to bottom. We'll talk all about it. Before we do, just want to remind you all that this show, like everything we do here at Dress Zone, is available on any number of streaming platforms, SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, YouTube, our podcast, whatever it may be. We've got you covered. So I guess to start off with, John, I've got this this black and gold mug here. I'm going to put on the screen there for a second. Black and gold mug to pour, and it's coffee in the cup, I assure you. And uh, to metaphorically pour one out for. Uh, the black and gold era of NXT here. John, we're going to have to change everything. We're going to have to get a new overlay. We're going to have to get like for an on-screen graphic because uh, the, 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 there's not going to be any more of this black and gold era starting next week here. So uh, instead, we're going to have to get some uh, rainbow-like uh, effects going here. But, um, you know, yeah, we, we still don't know what to expect, but we do know. Uh, at first, NXT was coming, but ne- come next week, NXT will be here. You know, the new era of NXT, the new logo. They're going to have a new arena set up. Otherwise, we really don't know what to expect. But again, I guess just to start off with John, what are your thoughts, I guess, just about bidding adieu to to this version of NXT? Oh, man. So I guess it's a little bit bittersweet. I mean, I wasn't a... I wasn't a regular watcher of NXT on a weekly basis until it went live on the USA Network. Prior to that, I was exclusively basically reading the spoilers and watching takeovers, and that's about it. So it's probably been just a little over two years now that I've watched it on a weekly basis, and it's been all right. I've been told it was a lot better before that, so I can't confirm or deny if it was better when it was one hour or two. Uh, I tend to not really mind change that much until I am able to see how it affects everybody. So I'm willing to give this a chance next week, see how it works out. And of course, I'm not going to come to judgments after just one week. Um, I'll give it a few weeks before I, I really come to mind. You know, comments like Herman, Herman Takar saying RIP NXT. <laughs> Look, I mean, it's a change, of course. I, I mean, NXT is obviously not going anywhere. Uh, you know, Stephen Chambers doesn't like the new logo. Some people do, some people don't. Um, it just depends what your taste is. We've seen inklings of what the new arena may look like. I don't think it's going to be all rainbow color like that, but I do think <laughs> it'll probably be a layout similar to that. Yeah, I'm interested to see where it goes. I'm willing to give it a few weeks and, and see where it goes. I mean, I agree. Uh, I think us as wrestling fans in general. I'll speak for myself. I think if I like something, I don't. I don't really want to change. I mean, change is not inherently good or bad. Uh, but based on all the reports that we're seeing, uh, these changes will be drastic. These reports that Vince McMahon himself, along with Bruce Pritchard, will be kind of running the show here. And at first, the reports seemed to be like even more drastic than that. It seemed like they were completely going to be running the show, whereas some updates made it seem like they'll be kind of calling the shots in many ways. But at the same time, it'll still be the same kind of brain trust, Triple H, et cetera, uh, running the show as well. We're not really quite sure how that's going to shake out, but uh, it does appear at least that you know, that, that it's not going to be too, too crazy of, of getting rid of Triple H or anything. So, again, if you're going to have that, like, the guy that's running the show still very much in charge of it, uh, by and large, I feel like it's it's fair to think that nothing too crazy will change in that sense. Um, and f- that's what I'm hopeful for, I, that, that it maintains its kind of general 
uh, identity, even if the, the colors and the, and the logo and the general vibe change, this quote-unquote revamp, you know, I can hope that they won't get too crazy with it like that. Uh, for me, John, you're talking about your kind of history with NXT. I mean, I uh, loved it when they first turned it into what we know it is today, way back in 2014 briefly. Then I filed a wrestling for a couple of years. When it came back, uh, that was the tail end of 2018 20, and very early 2019. I love the era of NXT. Aleister Black, Ricochet, uh, the Viking Raiders were there briefly for a time, uh, and Adam Cole, obviously, you know, that definitely a big part of my uh, NXT fandom, unfortunately, now in uh, another place, not, not WWE anymore. Um, so yeah, I, I guess in, in that case, in some ways, like it's, it's as good a time as any to make these sweeping changes like that, where it's like, you're, if you're kind of losing some of these big stars, um, you might as well kind of roll with it and, and do things differently and try and go in a different direction when you've kind of in some ways either been forced to go in a different direction anyway or uh the, if the the chips have fallen the way they have uh to do that anyway so yes i would definitely agree uh for me we're gonna have to uh try our best to to you know keep, press on and, and hope for the best and try and be op open-minded with not assuming the changes will be bad um and again, to, to not necessarily write it off one way or the other, uh, even after next week. So, Netflix pointing out that Adam Cole leaving was not a surprise. No, it was not. You know, that was definitely one that you could probably have seen coming. But even still, you know, to hear talking about NXT, I, I'm, and we, even three months ago, six months ago, like it, it, it's not like it, you know, was a long, like long coming, like for, for a time, you know, when he was a guy that felt like he wasn't going anywhere. And then the, the contract news did come out. So, um, Yes, uh, in closing, in that in that sense, we can definitely hope that this uh, this new era will be a good one. So, um, regardless, for tonight at least, definitely a lot of good things to to enjoy. Again, if even if this was the quote unquote the end of an era, uh, we had two tag team title matches. I guess we'll start there. One of them was the main event match. We had MSK defending the tag titles against Danny. Or Danny Burch and Oni Orkin, can never get them straight. Uh, and John, you and I were talking about this one last week, and I had thought briefly uh, that this would be a good chance to, to do a title change because we, we were talking about it last week. Some of the guys, some of the viewers in, uh, in the comments were saying, you know, MSK is not only really working. There's, there's something not quite clicking. So you know, at least I, I had shared my thought. If that was the case, if that was kind of the general sentiment in some ways, it might be a good time to get to give Orkin and Burch the titles, especially with seemingly this kind of power power group of Ridge Holland and Pete Dunne, uh, along with the two of them, you know, putting titles in a group, pretty good way to make it even more powerful. Uh, instead, MSK won fair and square. And then after the match, Ridge Holland and Pete Dunne turned on uh, Lorcan and, and Birch, seemingly kicked them out of the group. So I guess I'll ask you, what do you think of this match? And then now there's, seen, I'm even just in the, in the immediate aftermath on Twitter, seeing people wondering, could we, could we see new members to this group? And if so, who might that be? Oh boy, uh, the match I thought was was good at the end there. Uh, not really a surprise by the end result there. Uh, you know, I've given my opinion on MSK before. I think they're getting better as far as this, I guess you would call it a breakup goes. Um, we really don't know about Pete Dunne's future. We just know he was offered a contract extension. We're not exactly sure how long. I still think he he had to have re-signed, I think. They're, they're doing a lot of stuff with him now. Him and Ridge might be a two-man unit going forward, although who knows. Uh, of course, 
it's going to be interesting that the tag division is getting all this attention now, not just in NXT, but also on the main roster. The tag division is getting focused everywhere now. So I'd like to see where it goes. But, uh, you asked me if I thought anybody might be joining them. Do you think anybody's joining them? I Again, even just the, the, a few minutes after the show, before we went live here, I saw some, some suggestions that uh, somebody like uh, Grizzled Young Veterans could join the group, uh, basically to do a direct uh, substitution of going from one team to another. Uh, to me, that'd be something, you know, kind of keeping that um, thematic aspect of you know, the European you know, power, power group here, I feel like a better word. I think that'd be definitely an option. Otherwise, uh, depending on, on travel restrictions and other things, if they wish to bring in somebody else from NXT UK, whoever that, may, that might be, I don't know. Um, if, if we're talking about like fancy booking stuff, if they want to do like a, a merger with Imperium, I mean, I don't know. I think there's some fun things they could do. Uh, but if they want to maintain this, uh, uh, you know, separate identity, I think Grizzly Young Veterans would make a lot of sense. Uh, and especially now, um, I think that'd be a good way to kind of loop in uh, Grizzly Young Veterans history with MSK. MSK defeated them in the uh, Dusty Tag Team Classic. So definitely some motive there of, of wanting to kind of get some revenge on them. So I like that. I like, I think I like that option the best. You know, I think that would make some sense. Um, and I feel like they can kind of need to. I mean, Pete Dunn will be challenging for at least for the right to challenge for the for the NXT title next week in a fatal four-way match. We'll talk about that. Uh, but otherwise, you know, Ridge Holland, you know, it feels like they need something. It'd be a little odd to see them just as you know a, com- a two-man combo because it's not nece- it's not like an AJ Styles almost situation where you know they both they're both good. They can both wrestle. I just feel like they kind of need something a little more than just the two of them so i like that option did you guys say pointing out you could bring in a heel chomp and thatcher to join them i'm not quite sure how you get there because they have been feuding recently maybe you turn thatcher heel i think that that'd be something uh thatcher had been kind of seemingly uh dust not, not destined but it seemed that they're at one point going to turn him heel uh and align him with imperium so that wouldn't be all that crazy to see him turn heel here um but yeah, I definitely think that we need something. You know, and they 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 clearly kicked out uh, Lorcan and Birch. Yeah, I think that was that's a, that's a fair assumption. Um, so I feel like they they should do something to kind of to to answer that. And I, like I said, I think Grizzly Young Veterans would make sense. Uh, and while there are other options, um, I'd be curious to see where they go with that. But uh, Stephen Chambers not happy that MSK won, saying darn MSK won. He's not into them. Um, he's pitching the possibility of seeing Diamond Mine versus MSK at some point. Yeah, that's something we, we could look forward to at some point. We could talk about Diamond Mind uh, perhaps adding a team to the tag division here. Uh, I'll be in the very early stages, the Creed brothers here. Uh, that could be something kind of down the road there. Uh, and that's curse. Johnny and I have talked about this before. She's saying that they gave uh, MSK the belts too fast. I mean, that, that's what we were talking about last week where it's like MSK is great. They're very talented, uh, but maybe some of the reasons, or at least one of the reasons that maybe they've rubbed people the wrong way with the booking is that they won the titles so quickly. So definitely something to uh, consider there where uh, they won the titles tonight. They look good in doing so. Um, and by virtue of beating this team, I feel like, you know, they're probably safe to have titles for a little while. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I, I, I feel like, uh, maybe still the, the Dunn and Holland group remains probably the, the top threat to, uh, MSK again, whether it's adding, uh, another team to, to, to challenge for it. So, uh, otherwise here, 
we did have another tag title match on the women's side of things. We had Io Shirai and Zoe Stark facing Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter. And this was, I mean, I at least thought a little bit, another match where a, a title change was possible, right? You've got a pretty classic story of, you know, Io and Zoe don't get along despite their attempted bonding at the sushi restaurant from a couple weeks back. Uh, whereas uh, Casey and Caden, a very cohesive team, a very, you know, they're on the same page, that story, you know, they, and that, that was the story of this match where Io and Zoe were not on the same page. They literally like clap butted heads at one point. They're arguing, Io wouldn't tag Zoe and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, again, pre pretty boilerplate kind of thing there. Uh, whereas Casey and Caden, no problems whatsoever. They were on the same page. Uh, so, you know, for me, I, this match went on. I really thought we were going to get new champions. Uh, and instead, Io and Zoe retained the titles here. And Stephen Trevor saying it was a great match. I would agree. Definitely good to see the women's tag titles getting a spot like this. Um, but yeah, kind of like kind of like MSK. It's like okay, they didn't do the title change here. Although it's worth it's worth noting that JC Jane, uh, Mandy Rose, and Gigi Dolan did attack them after the match. So you know the, that is something. At least unlike the men's tag titles, that's the clear next direction here. Uh, do you think that uh, it would I would think uh, Gigi and JC would be the, the team to face them? Do you think we might see them get the title at some point, or if not, who? You know, it's it's a hybrid situation. There's so many possibilities, and they don't really they don't really delve too deep into this as far as where they're going in the future. They just kind of focus on the immediate present when they do the women's tag division. Um, your guess is as good as mine. I I have I have no idea where we could see this women's tag division go. There is way too many possibilities, and it's way too unpredictable right now. I would agree. Uh, to me, I've been talking about it pretty much since Mandy Rose showed up on NXT. I feel like, you know, putting her with Gigi and JC, especially, you know, that's a very clear uh, alliance now, uh, you know, that automatically kind of think, you know, maybe not next week or the one after that, but, you know, maybe at some point not too far down the line, uh, we could see them uh, win the titles, especially with this storyline of Io and Zoe not getting along. So, uh, I could definitely see that. Steam Chambers pointing out that Mandy borrowed Seamus's face mask. Uh, we did see Mandy kind of, at least uh, in the storyline, hurt her face last week. Uh, so it was nice to see a little little connective tissue like that, that, that they, you know, threaded, threaded it together like that week to week. That's something I, I always like to see where, you know, again, very, very simple thing of just acknowledging things they do week to week, The you know, that these things happen, that you're not just pretending that uh, these shows happen in vacuums, that, that it's an ongoing storyline. NXT is usually pretty good about that, the main roster. Not always the case, but uh, we're talking about this show specifically, though I do like this comment from Francesco Nando, wondering about you know, the, the supposed changes to NXT, the new era, the new management. Now we've seen uh some of the older i don't see i guess the, the older wrestlers uh, kind of get released here and there in nxt as part of these mass cuts and nando's wondering if we see roderick strong and kyle riley uh, being in vince mcmahon's vision of the new nxt i mean kyle riley seems fine he'll he, he next week will be the, the supposed start of this new era he'll be in that fatal four-way match that we will talk about in a minute uh, and roderick strong still in diamond mine he's still doing pretty well and you know the the some reports that came out after the initial um you know everyone freaked out that vince mcmahon supposedly was in charge of nxt you know the updates were saying no he's like been you know somewhat in charge like he's been involved with it uh for a while and and that might just be kind of increasing so it's, it's not like we're going from oh triple h was pushing these guys and then vince is going to step in and, and do things entirely differently like no vince mcmahon has been involved so I'd be surprised uh, 
if we saw anything contrary to what Nando's saying, that if they weren't quote unquote part of his vision, I, I think they're fine. I think they're still, they're going to be uh, featured in this new era for NXT at, at least early on. You, you can never know what's going to happen, but yeah, I, I think they're just fine. I, I think that they're, they're going to be uh, front and center, at least for now. Would you agree? Uh, I absolutely think both of them will be front and center. Uh, the, Roderick Strong and Diamond Mine seem fine. They just added new members. I don't see anything going on there. And then Kyle O'Reilly, we might as well talk about this fatal four-way match next week that Kyle O'Reilly is in with LA Knight, Tommaso Ciampa, and who's the last one? Is it? LA Knight, Ciampa, Dunn, right? Pete Dunn. Yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, yeah okay. Yeah. So it's an intriguing match. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly obviously is a part of the plans being that he's in this match. A reference there to you know losing his friends in the past couple months. Uh, uh, maybe what what maybe what quite possibly is going to be the last ever reference to Adam Cole on that show was Kyle O'Reilly saying that he lost his friends this summer. Um, I don't think he's going to win next week. I kind of think Pete Dunne's going to win and set up this 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 match. What do you think? Uh, assuming that Pete Dunne's sticking around, and as we talked about earlier, that feels like it's the case. He's still very much been involved uh, on a weekly basis and in a prominent spot on NXT. Um, that makes sense. They they had even teased that as far back as as Joe being in the the enforcer role, where they had a couple of confrontations with Dunne. So that feels like a pretty natural step um, to go to go starting next week. Uh, O'Reilly would make sense as well. I think that'd be a very good match. Uh, and there's definitely a story to tell there of, as he, he maybe not continually like hammering on the fact that he quote unquote lost his friends, but it's being kind of being the last sole member of the Unspeed era, the last kind of, you know, hanger on of not part of the pun, but of that era of NXT. There's definitely a story there. Emily Knight, I, I like him a lot. I say, I say every time we talk about him, I like him a lot, big fan of him. But I, I don't see him winning next week. That definitely would, would be a little jarring. He, he lost him under our title, that, and that would be kind of like falling upward. I think if they want to build him up into a title contender, uh, they could easily do that. But I feel like next week, probably not the time to do it uh, so, so rapidly. Um, so it's done. Knight, uh, and Ciampa. Ciampa is definitely a good option as well. I think that pretty much exactly what I had just said about Kyle O'Reilly. Very much the same thing. Kind of the, the old guard of NXT uh, against... The, a different old guard of NXT and Samoa Joe. But I think you could do that. They briefly teased that a week or two ago when Joe and Ciampa stood tall. Uh, I think they were being attacked by Dunn and, the, and their group there. Uh, they could easily do that. That'd be a fun match. Ciampa, you know, having his own re- redemption story, trying to get his title back. Uh, I didn't call it, he used to call it Goldie when, when he was feeding with Adam Cole. So, you know, having him kind of go back to that side of things of, of uh, chasing the title there. Uh, you know, Definitely, I, th- I think all of them are good options. And as I said, as much as I like LA Knight, uh, probably not the time for it. But uh, I think Dunn and I think Dunn and Chop would, would be my top two choices. Dunn pro- would probably slightly take the edge there, and I think we're in agreement on that 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 might be the best option. Again, assuming Dunn's sticking around, and I feel like that's the case. We haven't really heard anything about it other than the I think he was offered a contract contract extension. Uh, we, we don't know the the details about that. Um, so. I'm gonna uh, predict a win for for Dunn there, but Nushkar saying that she thinks or or wants uh, Champa to win and setting that up as well. I think we're probably gonna get both matches, assuming that Joe gets a fairly uh, lengthy run here. So if they want to do Dunn, if if there is a fall, assuming there's a fall takeover, maybe doing Dunn there, maybe building up 
Champa longer term or about building up Kyle Riley even longer beyond that. I just don't know. I think there's a lot, there's a lot that could do there. So, um, you know, we will find out who will be challenging for the men's title next week, but there will be a title match next week on the women's side of things. So we what we do know that Raquel Gonzalez will defend the title against Frankie Monet. This felt a little abrupt. They, we had a backstage segment where Robert Stone uh, said, hey, Frankie, I got you the title match next week. And that was it. It was like, all right, we didn't really get any build to this match other than Frankie kind of uh, establishing herself on NXT as a member of the Robert Stone brand and then the Frankie Monet brand. Um, but it's not like they've been feuding. It's not like we, they, I don't think they've, they've really interacted all that much. Um, for, so for that reason, I feel pretty darn safe in saying that Raquel will win the title. Uh, sorry, Raquel will retain the title next week because, uh, you know, we've talked about it for a, quite a while now. She's had such a dominant reign. Whoever does beat her, I feel like it's going to be part of a, a fairly, uh, you know, heated storyline that, that you'd be able to kind of not predict it, but you, it's going to be, it's not going to be kind of a throwaway match like this, right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think 100%. Uh, but the interesting part to me is like thinking a little bit ahead. Um, where could this go after this is a question that I have. Like, where do you think this is like, is this leading to something? I don't know. Like it's weird. I, yeah, it, you know, it, it, that's why I was kind of thrown off that they did this in the first place. This feels kind of like a one-off Nando saying Monet should be on the main roster. I would agree. Um, and you know, this is one of the things I'm not quite sure how you get there. And, and you know, the, I said it when she first arrived, I think they could easily kind of just uh, pretty quickly move her up. But, you know, that's, that's the fact she's been uh, part of the Robert Stone brand. And, you know, and granted, we literally have seen people get released that are part of Storyline. So crazy things would happen then to see um, Monet just get called up kind of out of the blue. Uh, having this title match, you know, maybe then she decides to move up or gets called. I don't know. Uh, Maybe she loses, and that sets up the official implosion with Robert Stone brand. Because we did, we did see tonight that she and Robert Stone are still on the same page. You know, they're a united front like that. So uh, for this for this specific match, I would agree that I don't really see it going anywhere. And just like uh, Nando saying that Monet should be on the main roster, Nesker is saying that Frankie could have skipped NXT entirely, and I would agree. Uh, but she's done a couple of interviews where she wanted to kind of quote unquote learn this learn the, the WWE style and how you do that. You work in NXT. So maybe, you know, this is our, it's already September. So I feel like, you know, it's been, I guess what, about five months now. So, um, you know, it yeah. might be time. Uh, but for Raquel, uh, definitely we saw a match that would seemingly suggest her um, maybe slightly longer term play here of feuding with Kaylee Ray. Stephen Schaber is saying that that might be what we see beyond this, where we saw uh, Kaylee Ray pick up a, a pretty good win over Ember Moon tonight um, in, the, in the opening match. Pretty This match got time. It was good. Ember Moon, former women's champion in NXT. This was Kaylee Ray's first match since he arrived on the, the, the primary brand for NXT. So it was good to have her uh, get, get a lengthy match like this. And, you know, they are very clearly setting this up where Kaylee Ray confronted uh, uh, Raquel after her match of takeover, which was about the end of two, two weeks ago or so. Yeah. Uh, so it feels like that's where they're going. If they want, if they want to draw it out to another takeover and have Kaylee, what Kaylee Ray win the title there, I could see that happening. Nesker uh, predicting, a, a, even in, in a general sense of seeing uh, Raquel lose the title at, at a takeover, that could be 
in October or maybe I guess if not November. Uh, we we haven't really gotten any announcements about when that when the next takeover will be, but that's in a, based on Who what we saw last year. Point. Yeah, <laughs> right. But predi again, uh, predicting based on what we've seen in the past. You know, last last year there was one in October, so you know that might be the case. We just don't really know. Um, but whenever wh whenever that takeover does happen, I would assume we might see that because this is that that would be a, a takeover level match. Kaylee Ray, the longest reigning women's champion in NXT UK history, Raquel being this very dominant NXT uh, women's champion on the primary brand, pretty much right itself. So uh, odd to kind of have this randomly thrown together match here for next week. But beyond that, I think. Uh, Again, not quite sure what's next for Frankie, but I think for Raquel, this is a pretty safe bet. And with that, John, it is at least my favorite part of the show. And I was very much looking forward to this this week. I got asked a minute ago what I thought about the Bachelor and Bachelorette parties. And I'm going to break this down because it was beautiful. It was cinematic. Uh, I saw someone tweet that if uh, the Bachelor, I think it was he, uh, specific, the guy specifically mentioned the Bachelor party, where if he said if it was like a, a full-length uh, Netflix movie, he'd watch it. I'm like, heck yeah, man, I would too. Uh, Stephen Chambers saying it was funny. Um, it, it, in some ways, it reminded me of, of the of the Hangover franchise, where there were there was laser tag, there was go karting, there was axe throwing. I don't understand why that's a thing, but people yeah. do it. Um, and there's a bunch of things, and there's just so much really good stuff here. I guess with, you know, based on what, how I set that up, we'll go with uh, talking about the men's bachelor party first, where you had uh, Cameron Grimes paying for Dexter Lumis's bachelor party and the wedding. So that is both tying in Cameron Grimes's uh, new, you know, million dollar man s character. And he said uh, that he would pay for this to kind of, uh, and he called it a truce with Dexter Lumis. Now, if you remember last fall, basically a year ago now, he had a pretty lengthy feud with Dexter Lumis. They had like a house of horror horrors match or, or something kind of a cinematic deal there for Halloween havoc. And that, that feud is shut on for a couple months. And, um, that they they tied that back tonight where they he said hey you know this is a truce let's uh let's you know bury the hatchet here uh and th this was beautiful we had a dexter teaching johnny gargano how to throw the axe we got a beautiful friendship montage where they they you know they were playing ski ball and they and they they kind of high-fived Ozzy Jones, pushed Johnny into the high-five, and then uh, ultimately it ended with Johnny saying let's go have a wedding so at least for one night the way is on the same page. They're happy. Uh, for me, it makes me hope that we'll, we might actually get the way next week. But before we get there, we also got the Bachelorette party. Uh, of note, uh, Persia, Steph DeLander, uh, debuted as Andy uh, uh, Hartwell's best friend. We got a funny line from um, Candice LeRae saying that, uh, you know, that, that Andy doesn't have friends, but she, she got them all together here. Uh, and But we got, again, just as we saw this, this character development with Johnny Gargano, seemingly being on board with the wedding here uh, after bonding with Dexter again. Uh, Candace had said, you know, I wasn't on board with this at first, but clearly Dexter actually loves you. So, you know, go, go nuts, kids. Uh, and then there, there was one line that I, I laughed way too hard at uh, where I think Candace had said that John is going to be a tough nut to crack. And uh, Indy had said, oh, then Dexter's just going to have to crack his nut my gosh, <laughs> I laughed so much at that. Like some, sometimes they, they throw things in there, and they, and like yes, okay, I have the count, the, the the humor of, of a five year old sometimes, but oh, that cracked me up so much. I literally will laugh out loud. Um, this was fun stuff, man. Like this, this is what I like. Obviously, it's a wrestling show. Okay, we're here for the matches and the storylines and and the wrestling, if you will. But stuff like this, it's fun, it's harmless, and, and the fact, like the, the the storytelling we saw tonight. 
to me, uh, this is like what I want from NXT. Like we, as I said, yeah, you, you had uh, Grimes and Loomis, you know, burying the hatchet. You had this character development for Gargano and Loomis, and on the flip side, uh, Candice and Indy. Um, good stuff. This was fun, and and it was a good way to have uh, you know Odyssey Jones in there. You had Cameron Grimes in there. You had you had Drake Maverick who popped up on Raw last night. So I'm not quite sure what's going on there. Uh, you know, I, I like this, and, and it reminded me of of the you know like the the peak pandemic era cinematic side of things. So it was interesting that we got this tonight. You know, in theory, in a quote unquote normal uh, episode of NXT, but. Um, yeah, they, they, they both want they they got time like it was it was a solid portion of the show in both cases uh, i like this a lot john i'm very curious to hear your thoughts and if if what we saw tonight perhaps uh either sways your thought about how the wedding might turn out next week or on the flip side confirms your previous predictions well i'm curious to see if this main events or closes the show next week uh or the fatal four-way uh it'll be interesting nevertheless Oh boy, there's a lot to get into about this as far as if it's actually going to happen, if it's actually going to be completed, if there's going to be shenanigans, which there probably will be. There was a comment above by Michael Covington that I thought was pretty good. And he said that Austin Theory is going to show up and declare his love for Indy Hartwell. That would be a swerve and very funny, I think. Um... I don't really know what else would be happening here besides somebody's turning on somebody, which is what always happens. But who that is, I mean, I don't even know who to predict. What about you? I think, you know, Austin makes the most sense as someone that's been in the way. Uh, he's been absent for a while. He was doing some dark matches. So you, there was some thought that he was getting called up, but no, no developments on that front. Um, other than a complete curveball that I can't even predict right now, like I think that's the only thing I could really think of. Again, I really hope that like we actually get to see this. The wedding goes through when we get we get a happy ending. Because for me, sometimes the best thing is to is to flip the script. Like everybody's kind of predicting something's going to happen. Nefshkur is saying something is going to happen, and they they so someone had a, uh, during the segment had a line and it was like, oh, it's a it's a WWE wedding. It, it'll never happen. Uh, that, you know, something was going to go wrong. Um, DJ Kese pointing out they could do a Triple H and have Gargano take Indy to, to, the, the, to the Vegas drive-thru. We saw that with Triple H and Stephanie way back in the day. I'm not sure if they'd go that far, but there is definitely, uh, if not only room for shenanigans, probably, I would say, probability for shenanigans. And, you know, sitting here today, I, I'm going to... I'm just bummed. He's like, I want I want to see this happen. Like, and I, I just... I'm going to be disappointed if, if they don't go through with it because I think it'd be really fun to see, uh, again, the, them actually go through with the wedding and, and flip the script and do something different there. Uh, DJ Cassidy pointed out that was Corey Jade with comment about the wedding. So thank you very much. Uh, yeah. And again, one of the better things about both these segments was that they, they you know, gave, um, again, some spotlight for an Odyssey Jones, a Corey Jade, people that probably wouldn't be on the show tonight otherwise. Even just you know, this, this one little, you know, I can't say little, pretty lengthy segment. Ozzy Jones was bouncing on trampoline and he was in there uh, playing laser tag. Uh, and my gosh, John, this laser tag thing was bonkers. You had you had Dexter choking people out. You had Dexter chloroform a dude in a, in a laser tag. At, like, my gosh, like, <laughs> this is just plain old fun stuff. I like it a lot. Um, and just the, for one night, all right, I'm, I'm going to just sit here and say I enjoyed this. I don't want to bum myself out. With the very, the likelihood that uh, we're we're not going to actually get the the wedding um, 
the happy ending that, that I want next week. But at least for tonight, I thought it was a very, very fun uh, two-part you know segment here where you had both parties doing different things, but telling the same story of, of the way coming together, uniting, and very likely Austin Theory or somebody ruining that next week. But in a vacuum, I thought this was very, very well done. I liked it a lot. Uh, and, you know, I, I'm very much like both looking forward to and anxious about what's going to happen next week. Cause again, I, I want it so badly and I feel like I'm not going to get it. Um, but on the flip side, definitely this segment raises questions. Otherwise I mentioned a minute ago, we had Drake Maverick pop up on raw last night uh, to kind of re-enter the 24 seven title scene. Uh, you know, the, the greatest 24 seven champion of all time uh, trying to consummate his marriage there. Um, and now uh, uh, kind of fittingly here, he's involved with the wedding here, or at least the, the bachelor party here. Um, I don't know. I, it's not like they, they made an announcement like Drake Maverick has officially moved to Raw. I haven't even seen reports about that. Um, so I'm not sure if that was like a cameo. Again, it feels like sometimes with NXT in the main roster, uh, the, the left hand doesn't talk to the right. So I'm not really quite sure. I, this, I, I will say Maverick tweeted, I think it was like on Saturday, a picture of this group uh, of Loomis and Odyssey and Gargano. So this is clearly taped ahead of time. So maybe this was it, you know, that, that they could, that this is just kind of a one-off or, or I should say his exit from NXT. And it's not like he got written off. It was just like, he was there for the party. And then he'll be moving on to, if not greener pastures, at least other pastures uh, with my night raw. Uh, I, I would think that's the case that this was taped ahead of time. And then they wanted him live on raw and there you have it. Uh, we'll probably be able to, see what what whatever happens next week whether he's on xt raw both they, they could do the carry and cross um method to have him on both i don't know i i, I think uh i i i i'd be happy to see him on raw i think they could do things with him on xt um so um, we're gonna have to wait and see now chris pointing out that the greatest champion of all time for the 24 7 scene is our truth and yes you're absolutely right i was mostly just joking about the 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 comedic gold of maverick and the uh the all the crazy things he did trying to uh again consummate the marriage there so we have uh, maverick ironically is one of the i guess well, the the old guard of nxc at this point being a guy that's been there for a while but we had several several newcomers tonight you had a uh, may yang make her in-ring debut uh, very pretty uh, decisive squash match. So at least Tian Shaw uh, back in the winning ways here. Um, not quite sure where you're going to go with that, but I, I think you, you could build it up where somewhere down the road you, you could have Megan challenge for the title. Uh, maybe that's where that's where they're going with it. But at least uh, for just for tonight, not much to really like break down. She she looked dominant. She's got a good presence. Uh, she's it's a, it's a good good act i like it uh and we're gonna we'll have to figure out or i should say wait and see where they go with it otherwise the creed brothers the diamond mine recruits they look great like this was their first entering match tonight and my gosh like these guys look good they were dominant like they're they were like suplexing i think they're just kind of an enhancement talent and, the, and i think in the end one of the creed brothers like suplexed the dude and just like blasted him with a forearm like stiff stuff yeah. like i was i was impressed like usually you've got newcomers and uh you know, they kind of take a while to find the footing. These guys like hit the ground running. I, I was thoroughly impressed. I liked it a lot. Uh, and I mentioned earlier in the show, but like I, I could see again, maybe as a more of a long term thing, if they like build it up, they could have uh, these guys challenge at MSK at some point. What do you think about this, John? Man, that's an interesting approach, uh, being that they're still obviously fairly new. They did look good in their debut. Uh, this is kind of what makes me think maybe the future is brighter than what we think it is. 
Yeah, there's a lot to be hopeful about. You've got the Creed brothers, who this was their first match, so they are very much the new and the part of this new era for for NXT. And ironically, they guys like this might be kind of uh, the perfect example of of this new era of you know guys that I think they they're very much have a background with amateur wrestling that they're not independent wrestlers or independent standouts, but they're guys that the WWE wants to kind of mold in their style and, and kind of craft the the raw talent there into uh their you know into what they want from uh, out of wrestler almost like a like a creative wrestler in that sense so uh to me yeah i think that's a very good point that uh you know they could that they are one of many people to be kind of hopeful about as we prepare for this new era did you guys say point uh comparing the creep brothers to aw's bear country yeah two big you know kind of yeah, beefy dudes, you know, they, they look pretty darn impressive. Uh, so I think they, they look great tonight. You got Mei Ying looking good. Stephen Chambers saying that maybe when uh, Zia Lee comes back, if she comes back, uh, that she and, Mei Ying, she and Mei Ying could team up and go for the women's tag titles. I think that would be pretty darn cool to keep uh, Tian Shaw as a uh, dominant force. So two other people to feel very hopeful about uh, for NXT moving forward. Uh, Santos Escobar and Camaro Hayes had a very good match tonight. I liked it a lot. Camaro Hayes was the breakout tournament winner. This guy, if it, I'll say both of it, uh, both guys, uh, Escobar and Hayes, if WWE plays the cards right, these guys are very much uh, stars in the making or even stars right now. They, they've got a great look, a natural charisma, like genuine, genuine star power. Um, and I, I kind of half jokingly tweeted, like, part of me was like, man, Santos Escobar, it'd be cool to see him thrive on the main roster. And then I was like, oh, It'd be cool to see him go to AEW and feud with Andrade. And ironically, Escobar hit the Andrade like run, running knees in the corner. So uh, I, that was after I tweeted that. So I was like, oh, it's like it's almost like they're foreshadowing. Um, but I think you know, for me, I he he could be everything that Andrade, not that Andrade wasn't, but what Andrade could have been if Andrade had stayed uh, in WWE, that he could be this feel like. Um, you know, Hispanic or, or whatever you want to say, star uh, in that in that element uh, where you've got uh, right now you've got Lucha House Party and you know, the, the Mexican culture not really being very well represented. Whereas Escobar, to me, like he could really be a great star on the main roster, uh, potentially a future NXT champion, maybe in the in the slightly shorter term uh, lens there. Uh, but I think I think he's great. I think he's got a great look. He impresses me every time he's in the ring. Kamal Hayes as well. I think he's very very impressive. And this felt like um, maybe maybe not the, that we're not getting a feud here, but we saw Electra Lopez slam Hayes at ringside. Then later in the night we got a uh, a promo from Hit Row who has felt like kind of they've like stepped in the, into the background a little bit. We haven't seen as much of them lately, uh, but yes. they, had a, they had a promo and they pretty clearly suggested that uh, their feud with Legado del Fantasma is not over. And they kind of set up a match with uh, Electro Lopez and uh, BFAB, the, the, the Jade Cargill like figure in, uh, in Hit Row. Where and to me that that feels like a pretty natural direction where you've got Electra Lopez slamming Camilo Hayes, uh, Bfab has I think she's gotten physical during a couple of these brawl segments with Hit Row, so uh, I feel like that would definitely be uh, a pretty logical direction to go with and, and to go you know kind of uh, as a as a continuation of this feud here, but definitely feels like they've got some unfinished business here. Would you agree? I absolutely agree, and I I agree with your point that is obviously right that they haven't been featured as much as in recent weeks. It's interesting to me why that is. I'm not sure if this has anything to do with the changes they're making because they very much give me the vibe of like an old NXT, not this newer version that we're going to be seeing. But who knows? Uh, It's hard to say. 
all I know is they're going to be heavily featured because for some reason they're very well liked. Yeah, and that's something we've talked about quite a lot here where we don't maybe we don't quite get the appeal, but definitely they've got um, plenty of support. People cheer for them. People like them a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that uh, the, uh, uh, I should say Ness Chris pointed out they weren't even on the show last week. So we had at least the promo tonight. I'd, I would probably imagine that they'll be on the show next week. I mean, it's ironic where like they even just based on the 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 persona that they have of the like swag and like hit row and, and you know they're like you know that they always have these very like you know i don't know they've got that vibe about them and then this new logo for nxt that's very like hip-hop it feels like there's a very natural uh uh partnership there where it's like they kind of feel like almost made for each other whereas like nxt uh has been to me uh, we, we've talked about it in recent weeks this like uh like yeah, I'm not heavy metal, but like rock and like it's the black and gold brand that they literally had a skull in the logo. Whereas now it's much more like new agey, like the rainbow logo, more again hip hop esque. So I feel like uh, hit, hit row. Uh, we're talking about the Creed Brothers being maybe an example of the the new the recruits uh, of the new this like uh, development pattern that that we're hearing about. To me, hit row could be kind of in some ways like the face of this revamp. Where I just see this kind of. Uh, um, parallel or, or or just definite comparison there uh, that that you know kind of makes itself. So uh, I'd be definitely not surprised at all to see uh, some uh, again, if not overlap, just definitely like this connection. Isaiah Walker saying the new listen to hip hop. I don't know. I get the vibe. Every they play the 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 little like the the theme music during the little vignettes, and it feels kind of like you know I don't know. Am, am, am I wrong, John? It feels like there's something there. I mean, yeah, I guess, uh, but I just, I don't know. It, it's hard to say, really, but I, I don't know. Hard to say, but uh, regardless, Hit Row, I think they got potential. I think guys like Santos Escobar, I think, uh, there's, as you said, Domenico, John, there, there's so much to really look forward to in NXT, even with all these changes. In front of Nando pointing out that Odyssey Jones, uh, Isaiah Swerve, Scott, a lot of guys lot, and women on NXT right now are, there's yeah. a lot to be excited about. There, there are a lot of people with potential. Uh, see, and on top of that, uh, next week, you know, it will be the start of this new era. Steam Chambers asking if it's going to be live. I think it will be live. Like yes, that, it is. They, yeah. they, they had taped a couple uh, shows to kind of end the, the current era, and then they're going live next week with this so somewhat redesigned uh, new arena with the new logo, with the new setup here. So it will be live. And they've, as we've been talking about, they, they're definitely setting up to be a special show with the wedding. I think that will go on last if I, or, or if maybe um, if not that, that definitely the, the fatal four way, but you've got that, the woman's title match, uh, definitely lots to look forward to there uh, next week and beyond. So very much, Again, looking forward to next week, and also some some level of, uh, of of anxiety about the wedding, about the revamp, about what's next for NXT as a whole here. So again, regardless uh, of all that stuff, at least sitting sitting here tonight, I thought it was a very good show. I thought uh, if this is it for NXT as we know it, you know, this was a good send off with the the very very fun Bachelor and Bachelorette parties, with two good tag title matches, uh, with uh, Escobar and uh, Kamala Hayes having a very good match. So. With all these things in mind, you know, I would probably go like, I'd go like a 7.9. Like, I thought it was really good. And a lot of that, like, is, is probably propped up by the Bachelorette Party. A bachelor and Bachelorette Party, as I like that a lot. The tag title matches were good. Escobar and Hayes was good. Lots of stuff to, to enjoy for me. John, what do you think? 
Uh, I would give it a, a flat 7, average 7 out of 10. Just a nice, typical show, nothing out of the ordinary, nothing extraordinarily different than, you know, that we might be seeing next week. So, I mean, next week's going to be the big test, I think, to see what they can come up with. Absolutely. It's definitely going to be a big test for, or, you know, kind of a, maybe like a, a almost a barometer of this new era of NXT here. So I kind of, with that in mind, again, just for tonight, at least, Nash Chris, agreeing with your seven, Francisco Nando, uh, giving it a 7.5 dog, RIP, old NXT, and Stephen Tamer is also giving it, giving it a 7.5 dog as well. Uh, getting a, a couple sevens here, though, so it feels like we're, uh, in, at least in the general sense, in fairly consistent agreement where the Hermit are giving us a seven with the recipes for NXT, and Jeff Hardy, who has joined the, the 24-7 title scene on Raw, which is a, a damn shame. Uh, and Michael Kent giving it a seven as well. And Laura Rock is 7.3. So yes, definitely feels like a, a you know, fairly average consensus. Again, my, my number was very, very much propped up by the fact that I just love the bachelor and bachelorette party. So I'll admit I was definitely biased like that. So uh, again, if this is it for the next week, as we know it, it's a damn good send off. I liked it a lot. Uh, <laughs> and DJ Cassidy is saying if it wasn't for the parties and May Yang, it would be a 4.5. Uh, so saying kind of beyond that, beyond those two things, probably up not a very good show. But not, I enjoyed it. You know, I think that uh, this was probably NXT at its best for right now. I, or I guess at just about its best. I think for me to be at its absolute best, you'd have like a, a Champa match or a Smojo match. Like that'd be like absolute peak. But otherwise, it was a very good show. And again, the, the message of tonight is. Uh, excitement and some anxiety about next week because we just don't know what to expect and we're going to have to wait and see. But don't you worry, John. You and I will be back here next week to talk all about it. In the meantime, uh, or just before that, John will be back uh, with us next week for the Monday Night Raw post show on Mondays. Uh, and we'll also have... Uh, Robert DeFelice and I on uh, Saturday morning to talk about uh, Friday Night SmackDown. Uh, the the, Di the Diamond Dudes of Rampage cover all things AEW. They'll be going live uh, later this week to talk about uh, uh, All Out, all things AEW. Definitely lots of fun stuff on that side of things. Uh, otherwise, uh, a, a great stream of interviews constantly coming to you guys. I've got a couple ones lined up myself that I'm very excited about. Otherwise, Bill Pritchard recently interviewed CM Punk, Paul White, many other uh, very, very exciting names. So make sure to leave a like and subscribe uh, to and just follow our uh, audio platforms, whether it's SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, our podcast, whatever it may be. We've got you covered. So, John. With that being said, you know, with NXT being fun tonight, with, uh, you know, we had Raw last night, we've got SmackDown and, and just whatever, whatever company you like, there's always an abundance of wrestling to enjoy. And for me, the show like tonight was fun and it made it easy to do the one thing we do here at Wrestling. Can you tell me what that is? Enjoy the show. Enjoy the wrestling. Indeed. Thanks for listening, everybody.